World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Uh, this episode is going up on the 29th of December, 2016. Uh, 2016 will soon be over. Uh, it's the best year we're going to have for a very long time, even though it was the worst year in modern memory. Uh, but anyway, we're going to distract ourselves with some creepypastas. Uh, in this case, maybe a crappy pasta? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. I think this story is uh, pretty okay. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as last week's story, but also it's just not the kind of story that I would enjoy very much. Uh, but anyway, uh, before we get to introducing that story, mm, I'm going to ramble a little bit. How was your Christmas? How's everybody's Hanukkah going? I think that starts... Does that start on Christmas this year? Hanukkah 2016. Enter. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Oh, it starts the evening of Saturday, December 24th. Holy moly! So Hanukkah starts uh, at Christmas time uh, this year and ends uh, New Year's Day um, at sundown. That is lovely. So when you are wishing someone happy holidays, you are by default wishing them uh, happy Hanukkah because Christmas and New Year's uh, are usually the holidays people mean, and Hanukkah covers both of them. Ha ha ha! Take that! <laughs> um, Anti-Semites, I guess? That's the the one blow anti-Semitism is taking this year, is the fact that Hanukkah is on Christmas. Uh, everything else for anti-Semites in 2016 is going really great. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna get started on this episode before I lose my goddamn mind. Uh, we had a lot <laughs> of trouble recording the last episode. Anti anti semi podcast. Yeah, if there's one strong stance I'll take, it's against Nazis. Uh, that's not true. I take I take lots of strong stances, like which Avenger is best or how many Batman. Uh, but this episode is not about either of those questions. So I have with me returning from last week and from many episodes of the show, and also just from life, Phil Corso. Hi. Hi. And Judd Batarang. Hello. And Mud Jatarang. Hello. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's a different guy. He's he's an Australian. I'm two guys. Uh, Kill Forso is is also on his Mad Max team. (laughs) Kill Kill Forso and Mud Jatarang. (laughs) Phil, you need to become. You absolutely need to become a professional Call of Duty player. (laughs) You need to name yourself Kill Forso. Kill Forso, dude. Mud Jatarang is not bad either for like some kind of like crazy dirt bike racer. F O R C E dash O kill for so yes kill for so also could be the name of your death metal band or whatever 
new Twitter name. Oh boy. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so we've got we've got a um uh story from the No Sleep uh, subreddit for you. It was published three years ago and I listened to it uh, as an episode of the No Sleep podcast because I hate reading. Uh yeah, that's for me. I host a literary literature po- oh no, it was posted four years ago, December eighteenth, twenty twelve. Uh I host a liter literary criticism podcast, uh and I can I despise reading the printed word, uh unless it's tweets, uh jokes, uh or mm-hmm. Or if they're no, in a that's comic it, just, book. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. I like reading them in word bubbles. Yeah, that was the third thing I should have said for the comedy rule of threes. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I listened to this story, and it's uh, it was a it was good listen. This is back from season two, episode fifteen of the No Sleep podcast, when most of the stories were read by the host because I guess they weren't a big deal yet. Um, I already introduced you guys, right? Yes. I don't know why I'm so happy today. Uh, Judd, you just read this story before we started uh, our recording session tonight, so you recap it for us since yeah, it's fresh I, in your I brain. also listened to the story, but it was it was read by me, and it was in my head, and no one else heard it. It was just me. Um, oh, the creepiest pasta of all is that you're going crazy. Yeah, you guys aren't even here. I'm just talking to a microphone to myself about creepy pasta. Whoa! Oh no! I'm an imaginary person. I don't uh, even have a website. <laughs> yeah, we we go back to like the the look up the the IP, and it turns out that like creepy pasta creepy is registered to me. And I'm like, oh, what? No, wait! I, I was. Just Jeff and Phil and and I go back and I listen to all the podcasts and it's just me talking in three different voices about creepypasta stories. Yeah, but also uh, sh- I don't have creepypasta.com. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think anybody has it. You have at least until December 29th. Go get it. Go get it now. This site can't be read. Build okay, it. So build it beautiful. Squarespace. grabs. Just saying. Creepypasta.com um, is up for so grabs. I was, <laughs> I was uh, gonna talk about this story. Uh, the title of this story is Winter Memories colon Fuck You, I Hate You, You Will Pay for This. That's the it's full eight eighty eight a year to get creepypodsta.com. That's crazy. You know what? For creepypodsta.club, I could get it for eighty eight cents a year. <laughs> <laughs> I could get creepypodsta.online for eighty eight cents a year. No, it's it's gotta be creepypodsta.club. <laughs> it just has to be creepypodsta.com costs the same as creepypodsta.rocks. What about creepy? Okay, follow me. Cre- Creepypods.ta. Ooh. Oh, I could get creepypods.website for 88 cents a year. That's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I already have funtimes.online, the greatest URL in the history of time. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so good. I like Pasta. Phil's idea. If it just if it just so happens that like Taiwan's websites are all .ta, you could get Taiwan to host your creepypods.ta. <laughs> webs. It doesn't look like creepypods.ta is available. Uh, I could get creepypods.tokyo. <laughs> That's more expensive than creepypods.com for some reason. 
<laughs> Welcome oh, to creepypodstokyo.com. <laughs> We read only scary internet stories in Japanese, featuring in every episode our our friend Brian. Um, What about creepypodster.web? Is that a... Can you get a .web URL? (laughs) No. Uh, That that would be Uh, cool with the imagery I can get .website, but not .web. (laughs) (laughs) I get creepypodsta.site or creepypodsta.space. Creepypodsta.space. Only creepypodsta.webcam. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was expensive. live show. That's what you get live show. The most expensive one on the list so far is creepypodsta.guru, which costs $25 a year. Oh no, sorry, creepypodsta.global costs $65 a year. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> Creepypodster.guitar is $26 a year. <laughs> I've never even heard of half of these. They just I see the show taking a musical a direction. I bought, oh uh, what did I buy? I think I bought uh, Ted Cruz.business and redirected it to the Wikipedia article for um, uh, the Zodiac Killer. No, it's Ted Cruz.press. <laughs> and then I bought Zodiac Killer, Zodiac Killer.website and re- re- redirected it to Ted Cruz.org. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Anyway, uh, on with the story, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, so it, it's called Winter Memories, uh, colon, fuck you, I hate you, you will pay for this. Um, and it starts out with, uh, this, this group of young, cool teens, right? And they, they go snowboarding and stuff. And so, uh, this kid's plan was to get his friends, uh, to <clears throat> go snowboarding and hang out in a cabin. Uh, and since they all prank each other and he's been pranked a couple times, he decides that he's going to prank them all too by, um, uh, making, like, taking <laughs> everything that they could use to heat themselves away, any blankets and whatever, uh, not bringing firewood. And then he's going to trap them up there, uh, when it snows so that they all have to pile it naked on top of each other. And then he set cameras, like, inside and outside the house so that he could record it and they could all laugh about it later, or he could go to jail. But, um, that yeah, it's, was his... it's a real creepy thing that he's I'm doing. I'm gonna leave here. my friends alone in a cabin in the snow for two days. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, great. They ain't got no food and they're all gonna get naked and then I'm gonna have all the videos of it. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna have video of my starving naked friends. That's how oh, that's how teens who like to skateboard sound, or so I hear. Um, <laughs> you can get a dot sucks domain. <laughs> I can buy creepypods to dot sucks. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's decided. That's the one. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. Go on. I'm just gonna continue uh, browsing uh, URLs and top level. That's great. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so he leaves um, early. Uh, he took the, the car home. He left all his friends uh, up in the mountain. And then it started snowing a little bit more than he thought it was going to. And so the next day, uh, he didn't hear anything back from them. And he figured he wasn't going to. Yeah, they, you know, whatever. Uh, but then <clears throat> the next day after that, he got kind of worried because nobody said anything. Um, and then he was uh, trying to get back into the lodge, but the snow was too deep, so uh, he couldn't get it all the way up there. 
Um, so then the day after that, he started freaking out. Uh, he started calling them. Um, and he was afraid to call the cops and tell them like, Hey, I trapped my friends up there and you know, they're stuck on a mountain. And I thought it would be really funny to record them getting naked and stuff. Um, and so, uh, he gets a phone call the day after that from one of his friends, Mark, and he's like, hey, Mark, hey, Mark, what's up? And you just hear, fuck you, I hate you, you will pay for this. Um, and then he's like, oh, good, yeah, they're all alive, that's awesome. Um, but then the next day, he gets a call from uh, one of the kids' moms, um, and then the kids are all in the hospital, and it turned out one of the kids actually died um, and then, uh, he, they, he was thinking of like, maybe he was going to go to prison or something like that, but he actually didn't get charged with anything because he was just a kid. Um, <clears throat> and then, uh, they never found that one kid's body, Mark, the one who called him. Uh, but then they found him two weeks after Christmas and he said that the body was only like 50, 50 steps, 50 feet away from, uh, the cabin. So they weren't sure, like how <laughs> how he died so close to uh, uh civilization i guess he thought he could just like brave the storm and make it down and uh he never made it um and so yeah, the main character I, wonders like did he just get lost in the snowstorm and walk around in circles for two days right and um and then i think his uh his body was torn apart and his whole arm was missing that's what it says um mm. And then he said he didn't go snowboarding. He had to go back to the lodge at some point in the summertime to clean everything out um, because his parents didn't want it anymore because, of the uh, you know, all the stuff that happened there. Um, and then he said he found some bones uh, and then he found a hand, which I'm guessing is his friend Mark's hand, right? Uh, and then he said he was looking for the cameras and then he started watching the footage from the cameras. Uh, and then he was, you know, checking in the night that he left and then the day afterwards. Uh, but then he starts seeing some weird shit. Um, they start fighting. Um, and then Mark is like, I guess he leaves, but then he's like back, but he's dead. And then they, uh, toss his body outside and then they like pull it back in again and then they pull his arm off. Uh, and then, yeah, and then it says his arm lays on the floor for a while. Uh, then Greg grabs it and bites it. After a while, Steve joins him. At this point, I throw up. Um, so, yeah, they just keep throwing the body back out and picking it back up and eating pieces of it. And then... Um, he said, and then the, the narrator says, I shouldn't have talked to them. I shouldn't have confronted them about it, but I wanted to explain the phone call. They couldn't explain it, but they said that just moments before they came down, they got one too. And the phone call said, fuck you. I hate you. You will pay for this. And then both the other two guys, Greg and Steve died. Uh, and then he said, it's Tuesday night. And he thinks that someone is standing right outside his door. The end. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a strange story, because <laughs> like, all right, from the beginning we all knew what was gonna go down with this, right? Like they were gonna get trapped yeah. in the cabin and eat each other and die somehow. Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah, think like, that, yeah, all of this really could have like, just been avoided if he left too. some. Like he literally just forgot to leave some food too. Like, yeah. Yeah, he didn't, like, check the weather before he did his <laughs> extremely <laughs> ill-advised prank. 
<laughs> or like as soon as he goes outside and sees that it's snowing, he should have been like, "Oh, huh, maybe this is a bad idea to uh, leave them out in this cabin without heat or food, yeah. where they'll be trapped in the snow for days." Yeah, like, no even food. If it was just snowing you needed for one to leave night. them food. How are they going to maintain their heat if you don't leave them any food? They need to be able to do yeah. the snuggling, the naked snuggling that you want to be able to that you want to prank them with. <laughs> yeah, it's um. It's it's madness that uh, <laughs> that the main character thought this was a prank, but uh, like so many of these uh, creepypastas, we, he does get his his comeuppance, which is is sort of nice because uh, you always expect in this in in usually the assumption is when you're reading a story like the main character is a good person and we want them to succeed, but for a certain genre of horror uh, and. The this story definitely fits into that genre. The main character has done something... The main character or characters have done something bad and you want to see them suffer. Uh, like, I know what you did last summer. Or, um, to a certain extent, the Friday the 13th movies. Um, but, like, that... This falls into that where the main character has wronged someone and will uh, be avenged and vengeance upon from beyond the grave. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't seem to um, <clears throat> have that much of a problem with it in the beginning. Like when he was telling the story, he's like, "Yeah, we all pulled pranks and stuff, but by far my biggest success was the snow prank." And like that's what he call he calls it a success. But by the time he recounts the story and is at the end of it, he's like, "I'm gonna die right now." Like, <laughs> two very yeah, different little- views on on uh, how the prank went. I mean, I know he was going for like the innocent uh, intro, right? And then he slowly gets more twisted over time, and then it ends. But um, the way he talks about it in the beginning, it's like he's he's fine. Like you know, oh, I'm, I'm gonna be alive. I'm just telling you this story, and then it ends with like, I'm I'm just about to die. It's gonna happen right now. Yeah, it's a little weird how far out of out of the out of his way the author goes to make sure uh, we buy the idea that uh, like that we buy into. Oh, nothing sinister is going to happen in this story. It's just going to be a nice story about a prank. Like we're already on no sleep. You can give us the ominous overtone right, right at the beginning. Like, <laughs> oh man, the prank it went real. It was successful. Like, put it in scare quotes uh, at least. <laughs> Phil, what did you think of this one? Um, I thought, uh, in terms of what you're saying, I think there's... I'm not sure what to make of it. I don't know if it's a couple of hints like that that were saying that he was trying to get something like this to happen. Because, like, he says, I got away with it. Like, the first time that I read that, I I was, like, really, like, whoa. But then I went back and I, I read the paragraph and then I went back and read it again and it didn't have the same punch. I got away with it. Maybe I shouldn't have, but they considered it an act. But they considered it an accident. I was still underage. We all had played nasty pranks on each other. And even Greg and Steve pleaded twice with the police not to press charges, not to ruin my future for this. They said it was bad enough that Mark was gone. So I got away with it. Yeah. I got the impression, uh, like, because earlier it says, the problem didn't dawn on me until I was nearly down the mountain. The whole hike down it had snowed. Like, he didn't plan on the snow, so I don't, like, if the snow to him 
he's admitting is a problem. Uh, so I don't think that he planned on anyone dying or any of the cannibalism stuff. I think he just wanted to give them the overnight scare, and he's sort of cynically talking later about it being, uh, like, getting away with it, so to speak. Yeah, um, I guess. I felt like the getting away with it part was kind of like him admitting his own, like, he, he talked about how guilty he felt, you know, like, he, he, maybe he felt like he should have gotten punished or something like that, but right. he ended up quote unquote getting away with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, like in, on, in his eyes, he got off easy or something. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, I see that. Like he feels yeah. guilt and he feels like he didn't get right. Yeah. He feels like he didn't get the proper like punishment. A, like a survivor's guilt feels. kind of thing. That's, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting though, because I would have expected the other two friends to be like, absolutely like, like, throw the goddamn book at him. Like, he tricked us into staying into a cabin and made us eat our friend, like, who died in front of us. Like, absolutely we're pressing charges. Uh, but no, uh, for some inexplicable reason, the friends who it's entirely his fault that they went through this horrible thing, they're just like, no, I don't think that he should, like, they went to bat for him to be like, no, you shouldn't, pre- we don't want to press charges. It was an accident. It's fine. Yeah. Like, that seems so unreasonable to me. We don't ever really learn very much about Steve and Greg, do we? No. No. Not really. Yeah. I, we just I, okay. know that they all play these weird homophobic pranks on each other all the time. Yeah. That's all we know. <laughs> this is a prank, bro. This is a prank. Um, I, I, I know you're eventually going to ask what the scariest part is. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now. Is that it only took two days for these dudes to resort to cannibalism. Hello? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was like, it was so quick. If you need something to drink, go out and grab some snow and drink it. But if you really... <laughs> scariest part or stupidest like, part? <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess it could be a little bit of both. I don't know. I, it would be scary if you were if you were the guy where your friends were like, "Hey, I think we should I think we should eat him. I really think we should eat him. I know it's just the first day, but like we got to plan ahead." And he looks. I'm a little peckish. We should pull our <laughs> dead friend's arm off. He's the biggest one, which means he's got the most meat. So let's yeah, let's let's go for him if you're okay with that. Like, there were no leftover snacks, there was no beer left. Like, what? Huh? They had beer the night before, and presumably They had sausages. Yeah, there was no sausages or beer left over to sustain them for a day. Like, it was an extra day longer than they had planned on being there. (laughs) Nah, it's something like this. That's why it's scary. You never know if your fucking friends are going to jump to cannibalism like the day after their departure date. He talks about. I think this was all set up by Greg and Steve because they just wanted to eat Mark. He he sounds. uh, He talks about how old the the lodge is that they were staying in. Maybe it has like some weird like mushroom like toxoplasmosis shit going on, and it's like infecting their brains and making them eat each other. Yeah, it's got like the. the science gas that they spray in Cabin in the Woods to make them all stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, so, it was... What were the date? On Thursday, he gets the phone call from Mark. Mark has been dead since Tuesday, right? Uh, Wednesday, yeah. Mark was uh, alone Tuesday night, floor. Wednesday morning, right? Yeah, Wednesday morning, okay. Mark is alone on the floor. Uh, but why... How did Mark die so quickly? Um, (laughs) 
like they were all drinking beers on Sunday. By Wednesday, Mark is dead, and the other two are fine. I know. I just think- I, I mean, he has <laughs> he has tape that runs all the way from Monday night to Wednesday noon. So how did he not know what happened to his body? Was there like a gap in the tape somewhere, and then like? I don't know, he got scrambled, and then, like, the next time that the tape comes back in, he's just dead? He just, apparently just fast-forwarded through them sleeping, uh, and Mark was laying alone on the floor Wednesday morning when Steve and Greg huddled together, uh, and then, for some reason, by Wednesday noon, they're like, Mark is for sure dead, beyond saving, let's throw him outside into the blizzard. What?! Mark, Mark, Mark was the designated driver. He decided he wasn't going to have any any beer or sausage, and then he he was the hungriest one, and then so he died first after a day, two days, two days. Tuesday night, died. Tuesday night, they're all fine, huddled together and arguing. And then Wednesday morning, Mark is dead. So maybe Sunday they're just night, secret yeah, cannibals, days and, and, and they yeah. killed him. Because they figured no one was going to find out, and then they ate him. I don't yeah, know. there needed to be, like, one more thing that happens. Yeah. Like, just some other reason, like, Mark, like, has an asthma attack and dies, and then it's been a week and they need to eat. Not like, uh, we went to bed Sunday night and everything was fine, Wednesday morning we're eating our friend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, and did you notice, too, in this story that one of them is totally on board and the other one's, like, having reservations? It says, uh, Steve sits on Mark's body. Greg starts pulling on Mark's arm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He breaks it. I see the horror on Steve's face. Greg seems calm. <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe this is intentional and there's something more sinister here. Uh, like, maybe Greg just wanted to eat a dude. <laughs> Or maybe this was maybe his, Greg was the best maybe while they were have. arguing, Greg killed Mark by mistake, like you know, because of the tension of being left in the place. Maybe he just somebody like exploded. Like like I said, we don't know very much anything about these two guys. I'm not sure yeah, if that's the story true. runs that deep, but well, th- yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the problem is if we knew a little bit more about them, then we'd be able to understand if he had a motivation, or maybe like someone was like, oh, he never eats vegetables. I wonder if <laughs> <laughs> we needed. Like at least another two days before they resort to cannibalism, and we needed to see a clear reason why Mark is suddenly dead in the cameras because the camera is like unbroken. It's like I guess like an SD card based, uh, like uh, what you call it, uh, GoPro that he just hid. So yeah. like it's just gonna record all of it. Why would you fast forward the part? I know, like where before Mark is alive and after he's dead. Why would you fast forward through? that not tell us about it <laughs> and then and then like wonder aloud what happened to mark like oh, just hit rewind are you throwing <laughs> like you like shredding the files as you're watching them? <laughs> <laughs> he actually recorded it he actually recorded it on an old-timey camera with a reel and as it was as he was watching it the the reel was like falling on the ground and 
getting. It just goes into a big oil barrel filled with fire. (laughs) It's getting burnt up right away. Like at the bottom of Donkey Kong. He was trying to watch it, but he was also trying to get rid of the evidence. (laughs) So he couldn't Uh, be implicated in potential murder. That's the thing. If this were a little, if the prose in this was a little stronger, I would totally buy Phil, uh, your theory about there being something deeper to it. But it just doesn't seem like the author was thinking about Excuse it. Excuse me, much. Jeff. Which my is fan theory. My fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I would buy. I would buy your headcanon about this. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you for respecting like, my otaku kin. You, you know why? <laughs> you know why they didn't go into depth about it because he was he wanted to lean too hard on the on the ghost caller. You know, like the fuck you, I hate you you'll pay for this. And then mysteriously, the other two guys died. Like, I think he had that idea in his head when he started writing the story. So he was like, when the other guys die, I don't need to, like, I don't need to make up a motivation for how, uh, whatever, what's his name? Kevin, Greg, Steve, the one who died. (laughs) Mark. Uh, Mark. Mark. Uh, he's like, I don't need to come up with generic white people names. (laughs) I don't need to come up with a motivation for how Mark died, because we have a ghost guy, a ghost hitman, who's like making it, (laughs) ghost hitman who's making everything look like an accident. Like, (laughs) he said on Wednesday, on Wednesday, Greg died in a car accident, and last week, Steve died, uh, by falling from his fifth floor window. (laughs) Uh, what did Greg? I guess Greg and Steve must have killed Mark. Then, like, if yeah, that's and that important to the story, show it to us. And he's so mad that he got killed on a Wednesday that he keeps killing <laughs> them on Wednesdays. <laughs> Greg died no, on see, Wednesday morning. Steve died that on Wednesday I morning. Liked enough, and then uh, it's Tuesday night, and then he's gonna die. That's perfect ghost logic to me. That's flawless. Uh, <laughs> it's just like. Because the the ghost knows when it died and has a clear methodology like a serial killer and supernatural powers, this is how ghosts always work. So that all makes sense. The thing that doesn't make sense is we're never let in on the ghost's motivations. Right. As far as we're sh- as far as we're shown in the yeah. story, the ghost has no reason to be mad at Greg and Steve because we don't see them do anything wrong. Well, yeah, yeah, but I I think that's the implication. I think probably they killed him. Yeah, probably. I just wish... uh, Well, the issue in general with creepypastas, and with No Sleep for sure, because it's it's just like a fun, kind of light subreddit. Uh, I mean, like, kind of light in the sense that people will post short stories about cannibalism, but, I mean, like, you don't spend (laughs) a month writing one of these things. It's just kind of, for the most part, people just, like, first draft, dump it out, in an evening for fun. Uh, right. This one kind of needed a little, like, scrutiny before getting posted. Um, just to yeah. flesh it out a little bit. There's nothing well, too glaring. There's just, like, a couple tweaks that could have been made to make it a much stronger story. Right. I think yeah, all, all at the of- beginning and through the middle, there are, like, straight, like, paragraphs, and it looks like... But then once you get to this end section where he's, like you were saying, fast-forwarding through the days on the on the thing, it, it turns into this, like, you know, it kind of, like, shifts literary styles, like, a little bit, right? Um, and it turns into this, like, more just, like, two or three sentences, one right after the other, right? Just descriptions of the what's in the frame. I think that those things, yeah, like we were saying before, like- could have afforded to be a, a, a fleshed out a little bit more, yeah. 
this is how I outline stories. Like, the way that this is written in its published draft is, like, I'll get to a point in a story and I'll be like, this happens next, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And then what I'm supposed to do is go back and fill in the things that happen. But in this story, we get one sentence for what's happening in each night, and it's just, like, a single image, whereas this is supposed to be a camera with things happening. Right. And we could have yeah. gotten some descriptions of scenes instead of incredibly brief outlines of single images from a whole week's worth of footage. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> did, did you notice uh, that um, <clears throat> Friday is the day that they walk out of the lodge? They just walk out, right, on Friday. So Sunday, he leaves. Monday, it's, I guess, Tuesday, it's, like, snowing miserably. Are you telling me that it snowed straight from Monday to Thursday in, in such a fashion that it was very difficult to leave, and then on Friday, all of that accumulated snow just, like, melted away, and they're like, we're gonna walk out the lodge now, see ya! And they just left. Like, I I, I don't know, I thought that was kind of weird. Like, they, if they had the option to leave um, any time, and they didn't need a car or anything, then I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't just like, try for it earlier. Yeah, it's weird, because we're not given a clear indication of the sort of surrounding um, lay of the land. Like, we were told by the narrator that it's difficult to go back up the mountain because it's snowing, to, like, hike back from the parking lot to the lodge, but there's no reason why it should be hard to go down that hill. Yeah, you could just sit and <laughs> slide you all the way down. Take the picnic table and make a sled. But or dining room table, whatever picnic table that doesn't make sense. Take, like take, take Mark's body, take a table or a chair, or even before Mark dies, like oh we're all stuck here and it's cold. Our yeah. friend left us here as a prank. Ha ha! Let's just go. Use Mark as a as a sur- as a, as a snowboard. <laughs> as a snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> You've already twisted his arms up. You can yeah. just use them as handles. Use his legs <laughs> as skis. <laughs> Oh, it's, there's, there's just go ahead, Phil. Yeah, what's the difference when they open the when they're opening the door and arguing? Like, is it just is it? It looks to them like they're not going to make it out that time, and so they just decide to stay. And then at the end of all this, they open the door and they just walk out. Wait, yeah, like how different? <laughs> hold could- on, I just thought of something else too. Is if 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 Mark like I guess had his cell phone on him. Like you telling me that it, you're telling me that this story was written three years ago, and a bunch of teenagers went to a cabin without a cell phone. <laughs> no one had any sort of like reception or service. No one called nine one one because the the cops, like the rescue park rescue guys, will like come get you. It doesn't matter what time it is; they will come up the mountain and get you. They're there for that sort of. Thing. I don't know what the kind of reception is like. I've never been to like a ski lodge or something like that. I don't know what the reception is well, like. Apparently, fifty feet out from the lodge it's fucking great because you can make a phone call from the fucking afterlife to one of your friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can you get cell reception from the depths of ghost hell (laughs) 50 feet away in your dead body it's like there's plot holes in the story that you could drive a truck through but i still appreciate uh getting just sort of a spooky winter story is that weird am i being too forgiving no i i I mean like the concept is good and uh, the writing i mean the writing could afford to be better but uh, there's nothing like glaringly wrong with it yeah well i mean there's
is a clear demonstration of skill. It's not like Jeff the Killer or something where it's just like <laughs> rambling, tactless nonsense that doesn't hang together at all uh, <laughs> with a very obvious motivation. It's like there's characters, there's events, there's like a clear cause and effect sequence. It just needed like, like we're all the fact that we're all able to talk about it and think of the solutions means that the author also could have, which means right. that the author is probably good at writing and just like didn't do the work because it's just a no sleep story and kind of who cares? You don't really post it because you care about the the rigorousness of your written prose. I hope that somewhere at, at this point you've been doing this show for so long that I hope that somewhere like some of the people who wrote those stories find out that you have this podcast and they listen to our <laughs> how we break it down and then they're just gonna go and rewrite it and make it a lot better and then you can uh, I had someone who wrote one of the SCPs I think uh-huh. uh, or maybe one of the yeah it was one of the SCPs he commented on the um, the uh, episode page clarifying one of the uh, redacted portions oh I do um, remember that I remember that yeah that was fun um, but uh, we don't we almost never slam the SCPs because those things are pretty much great because they have yeah. a very like strict format and uh, like easily browsable best of section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which this was one of the best of No Sleep 2013. So it got like story of the month or whatever for one of them. So I don't know. Uh, I guess I can't trust No Sleep either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know these sorts of these things have their ups and their downs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, last week was a pretty good story, uh, considering par. This one, still above average, uh, but not by much. Um, but now we're gonna wrap it up, because we're almost 40 minutes in, and it's past my bedtime. Um, Phil, what is your spookiest part? Uh, spookiest part, to me, is still, even if I read it again and it, and it came out, it didn't quite hit me the same way. Spookiest part was, uh, when he says, I tell you right away, I got away with it. Maybe I shouldn't have, but they could, they're just that, I don't know. It sounds like, it sounded to me when the first time I read it, like he was like, you know, switching, like turning, uh, turning off, you know, like this sort yeah. of like weird, we prank each other all the time that exists for the rest of the thing. Um, yeah, that was spooky. Judd, how about you? Uh, <clears throat> aside from having secret cannibal friends that would eat you in two days, <laughs> being in a, a mountain, uh, the other creepy part was, um, <clears throat> two weeks earlier, well, when, I guess when this story is being told, two weeks before that, Greg died on Wednesday morning, uh, and then the week before, Steve died on Wednesday morning, and so it's Tuesday night, and so you, like, it's the night time, so the author has what at most six maybe eight hours before he's gonna get um killed so uh just i guess knowing that um after two the third one's gonna be like for sure it's gonna be a pattern and he's next like uh he's gonna it's inevitably gonna happen to him somehow um and he can't do anything about it as far as i know 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah this it, story it would work really well for me as <laughs> this story would work really well for me as like a movie or like a short film cuz uh you could get away with the gaps in knowledge because uh it wouldn't be a first person narrative at that point so you could just kind of fade uh from the guy leaving to having some narration being like I didn't hear from them for 5 days and then have like the fade to the ambulance uh and the police like cordoning off the area and that would be pretty effective and maintain the mystery of like what went on in the cabin and then you have the scariest part for me which is the uh like methodical nature of the ghost hunting down all the people responsible for his death um I I liked that. I I think that's effective. It's sort of like like it follows or paranormal activity. It's just like, well, you've been targeted by this monster and there's literally nothing that you can do to stop it. It's just going to keep coming and it's going to get you. Uh it can't be reasoned with. Uh th- the rest of that speech from Terminator, um it's just like it's just going to get you. Uh and I think that is a spooky concept. Yeah. Judd, did you give? Did you, you gave yours, right? Yes, yeah. I did. Okay, uh, let's go to plugs. Phil, plug your stuff. You can plug yourself into me on Twitter at Sora Agrees. <laughs> Judd? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Cephalostatic, or you can find me at uh, Judd.Sucks. <laughs> No, it doesn't <laughs> exist yet. I haven't bought it yet, but I probably will. Yeah, go to namecheap.com. <laughs> Let's see. Judd.sucks. Actually, the dot sucks ones are more expensive. Um, like, creepypods, the dot sucks was like $90 a year. Judd.sucks is $268.88 a year. But what about sucks.sux? Wow. No, you can't get that. What? Uh, Judd dot Club is eighty eight cents a yeah, year. Yeah, I like that. Like Judd dot Site is eighty eight cents. Judd dot Website eighty eight cents a year. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all get dot websites because that's the funniest one. <laughs> uh, maybe I could change my name to Juddio and then just get Judd dot io. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Judd.today. Uh, Judd. Judd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Judd.download is Hold so on. expensive. Judd.ninja. Done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to make an offer on Judd.face? <laughs> is that one? I missed that. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, we everyone's done their, uh, their plugs except for me. Follow me on I'm Twitter sorry, at J3FK. Mm-hmm. Follow the show at Creepypodsta. Go to patreon.patreon.com slash JeffJK. Give me $1 a month. That's all I ask. There's going to be uh, like probably about 1,200 listeners to this episode. If each of you pledged to give me a single dollar a month, I could make like twice as much content for you all. Uh, like I could probably quit my job, maybe. Uh, but I could f- definitely. That would be great. Just everyone, give me a dollar a month, please. Uh, I could do so much more uh, if you all support me on Patreon. Uh, thank you to my Patreon subscribers. We oh, I should say what you get with it. You with Jeff, we love you. Yeah, we all love the audience and me. Um, I what you get is. 
two uh, audio treats and one written thing each month uh, by me. The audio treats range from me recording myself uh, talking about like movies or video games I've uh, interacted with uh, while I'm driving home from work because um, I have like an hour long commute, so I'll just stick my phone in the uh, the like little tray underneath of the radio and talk to myself for a lot of that time, and you can listen to some of those, or I've recorded stories that we've covered on this show. Um, my writing I've put up there are like some comic scripts for comics that ha- are so far unpublished. Uh, I've been sort of serializing this uh, princess story I've been writing for a while now on there. That's in- across two posts. Uh, you can read the first chapter for free on weaponizedlanguage.com, but the uh, next three chapters are only available to Patreon subscribers with an updated first chapter. So, go check that out. Uh, that's all we have to say for this show. Uh, Happy New Year! I hate you! You will pay for this. <laughs> good, good one. Thank you.